rebound, score! Paul Cotter follows the puck off the iron, puts it into the goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcius on the left. Westmith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Wong! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace hanging out, Parkway Tavern, Flamingo and 215. Get down here. Darren Millard. Inside the SAP Center, infiltrating Dan Duva's broadcast space. And Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Ladies and gentlemen, we have a clinching situation to pass your way for an update on what the potential of Vegas punching its ticket to the Stanley Cup playoffs is. Let's go live to Ryan Wallace. All right, all right. Throwing my professor hat on today. It's real, real simple, really straightforward for the Vegas Golden Knights. Number one, the first way that the Golden Knights can clinch a playoff spot doesn't have anything to do with the Vegas Golden Knights, and it has to do with a game that is currently being played right now. It is Pittsburgh and Nashville. If the Predators lose to the Penguins in regulation, then the Vegas Golden Knights will officially be in the playoffs. Absent the result from the Predators and Penguins, if the Golden Knights beat the Sharks in any fashion tonight, then they are in the playoffs. And then there's a scenario where if the Golden Knights get a point against San Jose and there's any result in Predators-Penguins other than a Predators regulation win, then the Golden Knights are in the playoffs. So a lot of different ways, and the Golden Knights may clinch before they even set foot on the ice tonight. So translation, the Golden Knights need two points to their favor, either two points won or two points lost from the Nashville Predators. If anything adds up to two there, so say it's a win for Vegas, they're in. If it's a regulation loss for Nashville, they're in. There's two points lost. If it's a overtime or shootout loss for Vegas and an overtime or shootout loss for Nashville, that adds up to two, and they're in. It's... Um, it's interesting in that it's that simple, but it's also fascinating that this quest to get back to the Stanley Cup playoffs could occur as they are skating onto the ice for the pregame warm-up. And that's where I kind of have it sized up to occur. Two and a half hours uh, in, in the game in Pittsburgh and uh, between the Predators and the Nashville Predators and right here uh, tonight about the warm-up uh, time was 7 o'clock uh, at SAP Center. So there, there could be, well they won't be popping champagne uh, before they play, but uh, there could be celebrations uh, would... and handshakes all the way around as the Golden Knights uh, skate onto the ice. Now there's, there's still plenty of things on the line, mm-hmm. but the first order of business, and we now appreciate that a whole lot more across the Las Vegas Valley and the VGK Worldwide uh, fan base after what the Golden Knights experienced uh, a year ago with that injury ravaged campaign. When you miss out, this becomes a really big deal. It mm-hmm. wasn't as automatic as we were kind of used to for the first four years. 
Yeah, you're you're right on the money. It's it's familiar territory now for Golden Knights fans, but you still want to see the X by the name. You still want to officially get into the playoffs. That's what you play every single season for. The first order of business is punching your ticket to the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Golden Knights can do that tonight. And you're right. Like last year, it wasn't about trying to find clinching scenarios. It was scenarios to stay alive, to continue to push so that you could clinch. It's a different situation right now for the Golden Knights, but the fact remains you want to get it done as quickly as possible. So we'll keep an eye on that Nashville-Pittsburgh game throughout the VGK Insider Show. Predators and Penguins, goalless after the opening frame. And the Penguins outshot the Predators. 17 to 12. I won't go too much more into detail than that, but uh, a Predator regulation loss means the Vegas Golden Knights are automatically in. I kind of, in a weird way, hope that Nashville does something other than lose in regulation because I would like to see Vegas go out and take care of business themselves and enjoy that natural celebration of winning the hockey game tonight and earning it themselves and being able to have that uh, official uh, celebration off of victory. I, I tend to agree with you, um, and I, I think that there are ways to kind of recreate that and certainly you're going to be aware of what's going on in this game between Pittsburgh and Nashville and you know to a degree I think you're right there's merit in clinching yourself and doing what you need to do winning the hockey game getting two points there you go you're in the playoffs but I'm also kind of of the mind that I don't really care because I just want the Golden Knights in the playoffs so like if I'm a fan looking at it objectively I don't really care how it happens I just want to see that the Golden Knights are in. Yeah, uh, more for television, more for the broadcast uh, side of it. Uh, I so would, selfishly? I uh, would enjoy it uh, presenting it that way and watching it uh, develop and come down to that way. Uh, yeah, selfishly, uh, if, if you want to phrase it that way, which, yeah. which certainly fits in, in this department, uh, yeah. given my role uh, within the organization, that, uh, that you have that moment of uh, appreciation and celebration with that group on the ice, knowing that they took care of business themselves. Big picture, it does not matter. Like, yeah. Who cares as long as they do get in and are able to uh, uh, advance and earn one of those 16 spots in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They would be the first Western Conference team to to punch the ticket uh, tonight, so there's some uh, real pride in that. And then keep in mind, whether Nashville loses 8-0 or lose in overtime or pick up a a victory in Pittsburgh, Vegas still needs this game tonight when it relates to the Western Conference and Pacific Division playoff race. Uh, Vegas comes in tonight two points clear of Los Angeles, three points up on third place Edmonton in the Pacific Division standings. Those two teams play each other tonight in Edmonton. So you're going to watch one of those two teams add to their total. Vegas can make sure that they have sole possession of first place with a victory. Mm-hmm. It The lead... If Vegas wins tonight, will either be two points or three points, depending on, on what happens uh, uh, with the with the Kings and the Oilers game. But that's the most important. And then you start knocking down the magic number. Still a ways to go in this. 
with two and a half weeks to get, to run in the in the regular season. But the more you whittle away at that magic number and try to uh, earn that top spot, victories like tonight against a non-playoff team are important. Yeah, I mean, there's the aspect of wanting to make sure you get the result, wanting to keep your spot atop the Pacific Division in the Western Conference, keeping pace or, or at least pacing yourself ahead of Los Angeles and Edmonton. Uh, you know, but for the Golden Knights, I think that they want to they wanna play better tonight, for sure. Right? You look at the game against the Oilers, while we highlighted some of the good, there wasn't enough good for the Golden Knights on Tuesday night. So I would expect that not only are they looking for the result, but they're just looking to put together a really strong 60 minutes here. Uh, goaltending rotation uh, will fall back towards uh, Lauren Bassois, uh tonight. Mm-hmm. Third straight game that you've got the tandem of Jonathan Quick and LB. And an opportunity, I think, in the face of a loss for Jonathan Quick the other night, a high-level opponent, but knowing that Bressois beat Edmonton, the door cracks open a little bit for Bressois to grab the attention and some currency with the coaching staff within less than 10 games of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, it, I'm interested to see kind of, you know, obviously how Lauren Brossois plays tonight. He's been fantastic in the four games that he's played so far this season. But what what is a result for Brossois tonight or a strong showing tonight do to disrupt anything in terms of what the rotation is? Like, are we looking at a straight rotation from now until the end of the season? Or... Can Brossois play himself into more starts? I think that's kind of the question that I have going out. At I don't think tonight on its own yeah. impacts it at all. Okay. As far as, now there's two ways to look at it. There's the rotation, and then there's game one of the playoffs. I'm more focused on game one of the playoffs and the currency that, uh, that he will acquire with a strong performance tonight to give himself uh, uh, an even shot or a better than uh, average shot uh, against Jonathan Quick to start that first game. I, I think the tandem itself won't be a strict rotation just based on how it lines up for the game a week from tonight when the Los Angeles Kings roll into T-Mobile Arena. Okay. And that game, if you went by the rotation, would be Bressois. Sure. We know the history with the Los Angeles Kings and... Uh, the opportunity for Jonathan Quick to play the organization that he spent 16 years with uh, and face them for the first time and chip in the shoulder against uh, the Kings organization. Sure, motivation. Sure, uh, a really unique experience. Sure, um, uh, that uh, all those things line up. So uh, I'm still of the belief that Jonathan minus a fall off in his performance and I don't put the game against Edmonton on Jonathan Quick but minus a fall off in his performance I still anticipate that Quick will get that start which means that they'll have to go away from this uh, strict uh, one plays next plays uh, and back and forth in the rotation when when would you want to decide that the starter for the playoffs? No, 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 no. When would you want to to like decide where you go away from the rotation to get oh, Jonathan I, Quick? Th- it could be that game. Uh, honestly, okay. it, it, right. it doesn't matter because they're both they're both going to play against Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's that's a home and home. So I I believe unless somebody is just flat out brilliant and you go oh 
let's ride the hot hand against them. Mm-hmm. That's that's they 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 fully have that uh, uh, decision making power. But but I think that uh, there's no there's I don't think there's a time limit or uh, uh, date on the calendar where you go okay let's let's go let's give somebody back-to-back uh, starts in this thing. Uh, it, it could be totally random uh, up until next Thursday, mm-hmm. or, or you could just decide uh, this weekend. If, if the game against Minnesota is a lights-out performance for quick, well, I, I, like, I don't see the, the harm in going back to them in that regard. And then, then you, you look to the, the Thursday night game and the rotation lines up. But, uh, no, I don't, I don't have any uh, preference when they decide that. It could be, it could be next, uh, next Tuesday, Thursday. And you're, you're still looking at game one of the playoffs. Like, that's when you need to know who your guy yeah. is. Yeah. 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 Okay. No. That makes sense. Uh, I, I, what, there's, there's nothing that, that jumps out at you. Uh, what, what you you want to make sure the most important thing right now and make sure both guys are healthy. Yeah. 100%. So if, say, somebody's nursing something, then you might play the other guy two straight games for that. And that might lead somebody to get consecutive starts. It doesn't have to be somebody necessarily grabbing the ball and running with it. And, and that's why they would, uh, they would get uh, more starts down uh, these, these final uh, eight games. But the, the, uh, the most important thing is, as we've seen, just we have two guys available right now. Yeah. And hopefully, as we've heard from Bruce Cassidy in the last couple of days, maybe there's a possibility to have Logan Thompson uh, into this mix as well because it sure doesn't sound, based on Bruce, and I don't know anything inside, but based on what Bruce has said, uh, it doesn't sound as severe as what you were left with believing when Logan Thompson departed the game against the Calgary Flames. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's best-case scenario, hopefully, for not just the Golden Knights, but Logan Thompson. eh? You you want him to have every opportunity to kind of put his stamp on it and be the guy. Like, you just do. He's had a really good year for the Vegas Golden Knights. He was an all-star. You want him to be able to get back and compete and, you know, push for that job, too. Well, he's going to have to get a couple of starts. Yeah. Well, to to push for that job. That's my opinion uh, on the Logan Thompson scenario. So two two before the end of the regular season is what you're well, yeah, looking for he, at, at he, least. He it's been eight weeks, seven yeah. weeks, seven weeks since uh, since he came back from the All Star break, and he hasn't finished the two starts. So you got to see uh, a little bit of work here. Mm-hmm. Just from a health perspective, being able to get through an entire game, and it was in the third period of, of, of both games. But there's there's a, a just a, a physical hurdle that he has to clear within the organization because he's not going. Like, you're not going to put him in game one of the playoffs when he hasn't started. You would you would if he plays one game. Well, that's good, but. You're not sure the rigors of a two-month run, sure that 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 you're about to uh, embark on. So, best case scenario, you would love for him to get two starts and finish those two games uh, before the Stanley Cup playoffs, and that will obviously, if he's available and able to go, which is a hypothetical at this point, right, would impact what the uh, what the 
game appearance schedule will be for Lauren Bressois and and Jonathan Quick. So there's 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 a lot. I, I'm going with the tandem that is right now. Sure. If yeah. if Logan appears on the radar and is out there practicing and can can get into uniform, I'll deal with that then. But right now, my prognostications and outlook is dealing with a tandem of Brassois and Quick and trying to decipher and evaluate their performances in, in the final two and a half weeks. Yeah, that's the only way you can look at it right now. Until you've got Logan Thompson kind of pushing himself back into the lineup, I think you're rolling with Lorraine Brossois and Jonathan Quick, and you've got you to gotta see what you have in both of those guys come playoff time. And, and that's to start the playoffs. Sure. So don't, don't confuse Thompson's availability into the playoffs with the start of the playoffs because we've witnessed more and more usage of multiple goaltenders starting playoff games in the last two postseasons, two regular postseasons. And it's growing considerably. And eight of the, of the 16 teams that I'm projecting to be in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now have question marks about who they would start in goal. They could go one way or the other. And that includes the Vegas Golden Knights in that mix. But once you get to game two or three or round two or three or four, Logan Thompson, if what we have heard is, is, is accurate and there's a potential for him to be back and, and available, well, there's options with that of him going in. If he gets a good stretch of practice and, he, and he's healthy, that, that's another option. If somebody should falter health-wise or falter performance-wise. Uh, the, the, the ham and egg scenario where you go one hot guy and then if they falter, you go back to the other guy and hope that he's hot. Uh, basically, uh, w w what they've... Uh, what. Uh, Carolina did the, the one year that they won the, uh, the, the Stanley Cup. They, they went back and forth, Cam Ward's breakout year. Um, we've, we've seen it in different scenarios uh, in the past where you just you, you have the hunch and, and you go back to, uh, to a goaltender. I can see that. There, there's, there's a scenario where the Vegas Golden Knights start three different goaltenders in the mm -hmm. Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm -hmm. I see that. It's not, it's not perfect. It's not the way you draw it up. But I think it's, it, there's a path there available to it, which offers you even more motivation for Logan Thompson to get uh, healthy if he can be healthy. And there's, there's, there's not even a, a confirmation uh, that what he suffered the, uh, that caused him to leave the game against the Calgary Flames is the same thing that, uh, that caused him to leave the game initially against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, so I don't want to put that out there, there either. Uh, it, it is a mystery as far as what he's dealing with. But I, I do see a situation where Logan, even if he doesn't start game one of the playoffs or doesn't get those two starts mm -hmm. uh, before the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs down the stretch here, I still see a scenario where he could end up being uh, a big part of a playoff run. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because I, I almost feel like at this point in time right now, not knowing what the prognosis is, or when we might see Logan Thompson back, but given kind of what my expectations are for the Golden Knights and how deep I, I kind of think they are, are set up to go in the playoffs, I kind of feel like three goaltenders is is the more likely scenario that you might see all three guys, Brossois, Quick, and Thompson in goal at some point during the playoffs. So, you know, it, it gives you 
options if you're Bruce Cassidy, Sean Burke, and the Vegas Golden Knights? Well, look at the other teams. Vegas, who's going to start in goal? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. L.A. Kings, who's going to start in goal? I don't know. You lean Corpusalo, I lean Popley. I talked to John Shannon today on the Chirp, yeah. uh, which is which is totally fun. If if you're interested in broadcasting at all, like the way the game's presented, and and commentators, and what makes a good uh, former player in the broadcast booth, John Shannon, we go down a rabbit hole that's just really fascinating for all hockey fans. But uh, but he's he's on the on the Corpusalo uh, band uh, uh, as well. Oh, Edmonton. Really? Who, nice. who do you think? Well, it doesn't make it make anybody right or wrong. Oh, I'm just going to. But you're. Come on, it's John you, Shannon. You look I'm going to take it. it. I'm going to take uh, it. Edmonton. It looks like Stuart Skinner has the ball there, but we've seen things change dramatically within that organization with goaltending. Minnesota. Marc Andre Fleury's numbers are okay. Philip Gustafson yeah, has yeah. been the guy, like second in the National Hockey League in most goaltending <clears throat> categories. There you've got uh, the four teams. Dallas, you know who's going to play. Colorado, you know who's going to play. Seattle, are you convinced you're going to see one guy over the other? Winnipeg. I'm not. Winnipeg, you know who you're getting in, in Calgary. Mm-hmm. But there's, there is uh, five teams out of the eight in the West where I don't know who would start game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Sure, leaning in, in Edmonton, but not... Uh, not a uh, declaration. Toronto, I don't know. Samsonov, Murray, Joseph Wall. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Carolina. I, I know who Carolina I played start. three last year. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you could see three again. Yeah. New Jersey. There's three different options in New Jersey. And the New York Islanders, there's a great goaltender there, but they've got some assurance. Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. We, they went three deep in two games last year. Right, right. They won games with Louis Domingue. So you see where, where it is, where it's wide open. Uh, so this is organizational depth, which Vegas made NHL history using last mm-hmm. week, yeah. is, is going to be a big part of the playoff run. Then you get to the, the, the flip side, and like Andre Vasilevsky has played every minute of the last three playoffs, going to three straight Stanley Cup finals and winning two. Yeah. They, they, they uh, go against the grain in almost every category, whereas Colorado, they needed both guys last year because sure. of injury yeah. and, and, and won uh, as, a, as a result. So uh, if anybody is worried and thinking, oh, this is, this is not a great situation, Vegas is way more the norm right now than they are the exception of the rule uh, looking at, uh, at multiple goaltenders. Yeah, you're, you're right there. Um, it, it's, it's kind of a weird year or, or an interesting year or a year that's maybe trending in a no, different direction. No, it's trending. It, it, yeah. It's going yeah. this direction, and it started a couple of years ago with, with more of a, a tandem, a balance. 55 games, that's what your number one goaltender plays, 50 to 55 games. They, anything more is the exception of a Vasilevsky or a Hellebuck uh, type situation. Uh, even, even Dallas, the, 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 the breakdown between Ottinger and Wedgwood wasn't dramatic when they had both available, uh, that there, there was more of a balance and Ottinger we know is, uh, is, is, a, is a top talent. So it's, it's certainly trending in this direction. And par- part of that, you know what, is, is money, guys. Is when you, 
you got to balance out the money. So if if uh, if you've got this this guy that's going to play every game, you're going to have to pay him eight to ten million dollars. Andre Vasilevsky well, money. What what if that person gets hurt or doesn't perform? You're 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 in big time uh, uh, bind right there, like Florida with Sergei Bobrovsky. So the, it's easier for teams. Now you're not going to look at a Vasilevsky and say we won't take him. Like he's he's that good, but he's unique in, in that. But uh, would you would you rather have uh, more of a sixty forty with with your setup uh, because of the salary cap and uh, a little bit more freedom to work with uh, within your roster if you want to go with the with somebody who's uh, against somebody who's who's not performing well you can sit them down for a couple of games and, and you're not beholden to that uh, it, it's certainly heading in that direction yeah it's a, a brave new world or a, a, a new landscape when it comes to goaltending in the National Hockey League I'm not sure Patrick Ball or Marty Berger or Grant Fuhr would have necessarily enjoyed this very much like Grant played the 79 games one year uh, that is still unreal. Now, Mike Keenan would take him out of games early sure. yeah. and, and, and rest him. I always felt that. Didn't, uh, the, the mental uh, side of it of preparing and, and practicing and getting ready for games, is still that still exhausts you. So because he came out in the second period, wasn't exactly giving him a night off. He didn't want one. No, no, but it wasn't like he, that. That was justification, though, that that, that Mike would use. Well, I, I would take him out in the second period give to him give him a, give him a rest. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, Mike loved his goalies though. as much uh, as he's got the nickname Doctor Hook, sure. and and would take guys uh, out uh, a lot of pulls. Uh, he, like, you look at his track record over the years between Ricky uh, in New York, uh, Mike Richter, or uh, Ed Belfour. Uh, Grant Fear, uh, he, he, he found his number one, and he was all in with, with, the, with those guys. Good on him. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was the generation to do it. No salary cap. Uh, yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't know. Who is the last, who is, uh, do you see, is the last big workhorse in, in the Ooh. league? The last, who will be the last great workhorse? Because well, it's Hellebuck, hard not. Hellebuck is yeah. just a beast. Hellebuck plays a ton. Um, I mean, like, I, I'd be looking at Connor Hellebuck or, or Andre Vasilevsky, but, like, you know, to me, the, the workhorse nature of Andre Vasilevsky comes to what he's done in the playoffs. Like, the fact that he's been able to go through three straight playoff runs every to minute. the final every single minute for, uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning, it, it's astounding. It, it really is, and I don't know that you're going to see a run like that again. He's had chances to come out in the last three playoffs, too. Like, Cooper's had opportunities to yeah. give him uh, a bit of a breather. He wants nothing to do with it. <laughs> now, there's, there's guys, I will tell you, there's guys that would look over and go, okay, I, we're not winning this game. I'll, I'll, I'll take a breather. And that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. not a bad thing. But Vasilevsky wants nothing to do with age, uh, moment in his career, they, it's it's per, it's perfect timing for him uh, to to play all those games moving forward. I would think that that John Cooper will manage those minutes uh, just a little bit, and this this may be the year uh, in which they which they do it. Although uh, 
when it does happen, when it does take place, there's going to be some attention paid to it that you're going to wonder, why, why now? Why, why is this the, the, the time that Vasilevsky finally gets lifted from a game? I don't want to be the one to go out and tell them. A lot of coaches will send assistant coaches. <laughs> like if it's not during yeah. the game, yeah. uh, if between periods, uh, we'll send the assistant coach to say, hey, uh, can you go tell uh, Brian Elliott he's going in? Sure. It, I, I wouldn't want to be that assistant coach to walk in and, and inform <laughs> Andre Vasilevsky that the other guy's going in. The big right. cat yeah. is a, uh, a very passionate human being. I don't. I don't know that he would come out. I think he just he just go right. He'd skate right out to the net. Well, I've, I ever told you the uh, the story about Glenn Healy and Chapman. Fire up a little bit of music here. A little story time for me. All right, let me let me go ahead and do that for you. Sorry to disturb you. <laughs> it's story time with Millard. So there's a situation. Curtis Joseph is, is playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Pat Quinn's the coach. And things don't go their way. Mm. I can't remember what rink it was. I can't remember what opponent it was. But Glenn Healy tells me this story. That the goaltender in that situation, the backup goalie, didn't sit on the bench. It's like here in San Jose. The goalie sits in, in, the, in the corner of the, the rink across the ice sheet from the bench. Mm -hmm. uh, Montreal, similar situation across the ice sheet from the bench. Dallas, uh, similar situation. Carolina, uh, sometimes it's just uh, too, too uh, jammed up and, and it's easier for the, the backup goaltender, for everybody, if the backup goaltender is not on the bench. So Toronto's getting pounded in this game. And it, it, it has to be in the third period because it was, it was deeper into the game. Quinn tells uh, somebody, go tell Healy, like skate across the ice and tell Healy he's going in. So Steve Thomas or whoever it is goes over and Healy knows what's coming because mm -hmm. the game's going against them. Mm -hmm. He knows what's coming. And Steve Thomas skates over and says, uh, he like taps on the glass and Heels just gives him a nope. <laughs> nope. And, and they open up the door and uh, Thomas goes, uh, Pat says, you're going in. Nope. You're going in. No, I'm not, I'm not going in. <laughs> so whoever the player is has to go back to the bench and tell Pat he, he wouldn't, wouldn't go in. He, he says no. What do you mean he says no? And, and Pat's uh, a pretty, uh, uh, God rest his soul, uh, was, was, like you understood what he was doing. Sure. His facial expressions, his, his commentary. Uh, and he said, you go back there and tell him, Healy wouldn't go in. It took like three trips back and forth before <laughs> Heels went in the game. One of the, one of the great exchanges between the coach and then the player is the, the, the basically the carrier pigeon going back and forth carrying the message uh, to, to the goaltender before Heels finally relented and decided that, uh, that it was in his better interest to, to go in. I, I'd never heard of that before mm -hmm. where a goaltender didn't want to go in. Yeah. Uh, because it was go it was going so south, but uh, and, and then refused to go in, but it did occur in the course of, of a National Hockey League game. Glenn Healy now uh, in charge of the NHL uh, Alumni Association. Now I've heard I've heard goaltenders say in the in the locker room say I'm not going in 
Sure. Like between periods, if, you, if you're tired and say the starting goaltenders, uh, that's his night off and the, the backup has a terrible night mm-hmm. and the, this is supposed to be a rest day for the starting goaltender and the coach, the assistant coach, again, has to come in the room and say, you're, you're going in. I've heard, the, I've heard this several times where the guy said, nope, yeah, you're going in. No, yeah. no, this is my night off. I'm not going in. Let, let, let him sink. He's, he's already underwater. Let him sink. Uh, what, what am I going to do uh, going in there? Uh, Darren Elliott tells a great story. Uh, he, was, he was playing goal uh, for the L.A. Kings, and they're, uh, they're inside the Edmonton Oilers uh, series. It's a best of three. They're down 6-1 after one. And Pat Quinn, again, says, uh, Darren Elliott, you're going in. And Elliott's like, why would I go in now? It's 6-1. <laughs> and that ended up being a double pull night where, uh, where they got, they, they, uh, they ended up losing 13-2. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back with more on the uh, San Jose Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights. Also update you on what's happening between the Nashville Predators and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Vegas has the opportunity to clinch tonight, and they may not have to do anything. They may know before they even drop the puck for the opening faceoff here in the first period. It's the VGK Insider Show from San Jose and Vegas on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Update for you. If you missed it off the top, the Golden Knights can clinch a berth in the Santa Cup playoffs tonight through three different scenarios. Let's go to those first, and then we'll tell you what the latest is in the game involving the Nashville Predators. Ryan? Okay, so the first place, or the first thing that can happen tonight is if the Predators lose to the Penguins in regulation, then the Vegas Golden Knights will clinch. If that doesn't happen, and the Golden Knights defeat the Sharks in any fashion, then they will clinch. Or, if the Golden Knights get a point versus the Sharks and any result in the Predators-Penguins other than a Predators regulation win, then the Golden Knights will clinch the playoffs. Well, the first scenario is playing out right now. Through two periods in Pittsburgh, the Penguins lead the Predators 1-0 on a goal by Las Vegas native Jason Zucker with his 26th. (laughs) So if that score holds true... The Vegas Golden Knights will know before they take the center ice faceoff to start the first period here in San Jose that they are back in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yes, that is correct. That is that is a true statement if there ever was one, Darren. Well done. Uh, is uh, Bruce still in the studio? Or did he take yes, off? Yes, yeah, he's here. Yeah. All right. I knew he would be. Just walking out. <laughs> that, that, walking I, out I, I absolutely <laughs> knew he would be. Here, here's Bruce Cusick. The feathers uh, are ruffled. The, uh, the announcer for the Vegas Golden Knights at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, Bruce, can you tell me why you're just stopping by a radio station? Are you just <laughs> you hoping him, that somebody will do what I did no, and bring you on? He's got, he's got work to do. Is this uh, Mr. Darren Millard? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I am so. I am so honored. Oh my! I know. I don't know. I know you so are. So wonderful for me to Darren Mal- the one that's on cameo. That yes. Darren Millard. <laughs> yes. Oh my. Oh, I got to get the credit card out. World famous Darren World Millard from famous. cameo. <laughs> In his own mind. I would prefer it if you did get the credit card out. Yeah. All right. All right. I, uh, I came in and uh, had some business with Demo Dave. All right. 
We know that guy. I stopped in and saw my buddy Chapo. Chapo, that's a new one. Chapo. That is a new one. No, yeah. Chapo? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, Chapo. No, I, I don't want the real Chapo <laughs> coming to find me. <laughs> the other yeah. night, it was five goals in the first ten minutes of the game. <laughs> what was that like for you, trying to be the PA announcer? Uh, busy. Yeah. It was busy. I was, <laughs> I was actually getting uh, text messages from people. Dude, I can bring you some tea. How are you doing? <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be focused on the game instead uh, of reading text messages? Yeah, yeah, I was. I look at my uh, NHL app. All right, so <laughs> did you get did you get backed up at any point where you were announcing goals out of order? We were, in, I think, in that game? weren't we? Uh, I think two goals behind twice because of mm. you know we we wait for a puck drop to announce the goals and then we got to do sponsorship stuff so we can't do it you know during a sponsorship timeout so. Um, you know, we just did them in order as they uh, came. A lot of times, if there's a pen, if there's a goal scored, and then all of a sudden a penalty comes, well, then you want to do that penalty read first. Oh, you, you do? Yeah, yeah, because it's you know a two-minute penalty, so you want to get that penalty in, especially if it's an NV Energy power play. Right. With the echo. With the echo. Yeah, I like the echo. <laughs> that was Bruce told me that was his idea, by the way. Well, of course, it, it's all Bruce's idea. Bruce oh. comes from the you know what? Large school of you know broadcasting. What? Yeah, you know, where it's like Darren you take credit. So I never had so the idea flustered. of doing cameo, though. That is incredible. You should. Bruce, you, you, you should, should do absolutely it. do cameo. You have. You told me you have people come up and ask you to do like their weddings and stuff. I'll tell yeah. you. I, I've hold on, never, hold on. I've never hold on. What's, he, what's on, he do? I've never, ever, ever in my life thought to pay for a cameo. Like it just never really seemed like something I'd want to do. But Bruce, let me tell you, if you were on cameo. I'd pony up some serious cash for that. Like, how much would you pay? <laughs> you're, you're, you're one of the cheapest people I know. Well, what do you charge, Darren? $30? I, uh, I think I'm 30 bucks. 30 right. bucks. Is that Canadian? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's all. So that's like $2. It's full, <laughs> full U.S. cash. Full U.S. cash. I'll pay you a toonie, eh? Oh, yeah, oh. eh? Toonie. Actually, that's, good... that's that's true, Chad. I mean, you bring something up. Darren owes me a toonie, so I'm sure he can do me uh, a free cameo here. Come on. Yeah, that equates to about $30. I yeah. don't give stuff away. Not hey, you don't so, pay up I'm on bets lost so, um, either. So you, you do weddings? Oh, there's been a whole bunch of uh, people that, you know, when they want to be introduced... Uh, oh, I after, thought you were like do like you were marrying people. No, after their oh, you should. after their wedding, and then they do the big entrance, you know, into the reception yeah. with them and the wedding party and all that, and they want me to introduce everybody like I would players in the game, like the and, wedding party. Yeah, yeah, and like it's <laughs> Mister and Mrs. You know, like for Chloe, the Channel Three weather gal, you know, it was Mister and Mrs. Close time, and and. Uh, it, it was uh, it was pretty funny, but they loved it. That's much cooler than and they came, on you know, and they were wearing their uh, uh, jerseys, you know, the Golden Knights jerseys into the reception. And yeah, how would you do that for this show? Um, well, first of all, can I start there? You charge. All right, Canadian or <laughs> I, I don't. I, with you, I would charge American money. Yeah, but you don't the first order of business is Bruce. Bruce makes like he's famous for doing this, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so he's going to make a dollar off it. He's not no, doing no, no, this for stuff sure. for free, you guys. But but he can also use it to his advantage and just kind of you know put a shot at you one more time. Like it'd be great. I, I, 
that adds personality <laughs> to the show. I've, I love that uh, that stuff. But uh, doing what Bruce uh, offers people for their weddings is a, is the same as a as a cameo. Where it's better than he, a he's cameo. Just, he's making a living at it. Why wouldn't you make a living at it? Well, I suppose we could. I mean, all of the. I think I've done. How much do you charge for a wedding? <laughs> well, if you're getting married again, I'll do it for free. Again. <laughs> if somebody comes up to you that you don't have a relationship with and says, I would like you to introduce my wedding party for my reception, how much would you charge them? A couple hundred dollars? Yeah, that's what it's been. You know, yeah. And there's been a whole bunch of people from all over the country. Yes. Actually, people in uh, England, too. Bruce, and uh, I, I'm not. I'm Kansas not making City, fun here. In Florida, in Texas, and then people here. You could I, be I, like, I don't need a Rand McNally map here. I'm trying to give <laughs> no. you a, a a compliment. So you this, know where the Northwest Territories are, right? Eh? This is this is serious. <laughs> you do this as as uh, a part of your income, and it's very smart to do it. Why why would you do that for for free? Oh, I, yeah, no, I did a couple of them for free because they were friends. Well, maybe you get it. So I mean, I'd charge you two hundred. Two hundred, yeah. Well, fine with that. It went right over his head, didn't yeah. it? it? No, was, no, uh, no. I, I, I fly by, you, dude. Bruce, I have too many Bruce, friends already. For me, right? I, I have, I, I have a five. Ryan. I have a five friend limit. Oh, okay. And 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 beyond that, who are the five be, friends? Yeah, we want to know five. Who who are the five friends? You could be a coworker. No, 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 no. Yeah, let's back up. Who are the five friends? Yep. All right. Let's put it out there. Kurt Homiston, Hummer. RJ, Ryan Johnson. Uh-huh. Lammy is 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 Chris Oscar. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. And then yeah. you get into a situation I consider my my twin brother. One of one oh, of okay. my five friends. Well, that's that's good. I, I run, well, cuz cuz yeah. I don't want too many. For sure. You, you so don't we want, didn't make the top and 5. And then then Paul Rudy is uh is is my fifth guy. Well, so then your then you get into coworkers. You in no, you guys five. are you guys are coworkers. You yeah. guys are colleagues. Oh, believe me, not, not friends. We're aware. Yeah. No, you're you're total. You're 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 not even close to being on the friend yeah. list. Absolutely. Oh, awesome. All right. Well, it's been nice chatting with you, bud. And and I have better coworkers. <laughs> like Nate. Nate Ewell is my boss. Yeah. Yeah. I consider him a coworker instead of my boss. And I consider him such my a, friend. He's such a, he's That's such a great guy. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie yeah. Rogers is uh, works in the uh, runs our our marketing uh, department. Uh, and she is none of them uh, good enough to be your friend. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Nope. Ryan, I'm friends nope. with you, man. No, nope. <laughs> I'm nope. friends with you. Thanks, too. buddy. Well, Appreciate because it. how did I yeah, meet I'll Stephanie? See you later. How did I meet Nate? I met them through work. How did I meet you guys? I met you through work. Yeah. All right. Well, I, there's, I there's, uh, and and if if you guys were smart, uh-huh. you would cap your friend list at five too. Oh, I'm less Absolutely cap it at five. Because anything more than five is a complete waste of time and there's people just clinging on. Or you're trying to be cool. My oldest my oldest by, child my oldest more? child has has like three friends. So and she's she's the happiest person in the world. My youngest child is has all kinds of drama uh, with her and she thinks that she has a million friends. Less is more in the friends category. Do I like Nate? Do I like Stephanie? Absolutely. Mm, we yeah. love going out and having fun, taco trucks and, and concerts. Absolutely. But I met them through work. They're not. That they're sounds not like a friend Do you like to me. Chapman? Do you no. like Chapman? Chapman is a coworker. He's a colleague. Do you like Chapman? Do I? I tolerate. <laughs> oh. 
I don't, I don't, I don't go out to taco trucks with my coworkers. Do, do like, we, I do, do we, that stuff with my friends. I'm not going out for tacos with some of my friends. But they're, can you they're, can they're you can you back buddies. up for a second and tell me what drama is? I, I'd like to know. Well, yeah, it's like swag. Right. Right. Yeah, what, what is that? I mean, that's when you're really up what against drama? the wall, really. Yeah, yeah. If, if I had a choice right now, you wouldn't even be a coworker. But, uh, but yeah, I have to. I have to have that. If you're going to start making fun oh, of the game. Let's, back up, let's back up even farther on what a <laughs> real, truly scary yeah, situation you. this is. Um, that Darren has a twin brother? Yeah, there's two of us. But And, and my pets, <laughs> my pets, I can tell you this. Chap. My Woo. pets are right up there. I, I'm not allowed to give my pets friend status. But I do love my, I do love my pets because I just got a text from my wife who uh, says that uh, our oldest uh, dog is upset that she didn't make the yeah. friend list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, like between between Jen listening, and Nate that's listening, what uh, Rogers listening, uh, like it's there. people people are all over this. I can say anything I want about hockey. Yeah. Nobody texts me. Yeah. I start capping my friend list at five, yep. which everybody knows, yep. and, and everybody gets up in arms that they're not part of the, the, the top five. I'm so glad we did this. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you guys know where you stand. I don't think there was a big oh, mystery oh, there. We, 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 didn't, yeah. we, didn't need any, any, yeah. we didn't need to know. Well, we didn't need I don't think that there was here. a big mystery where you guys you guys uh, where you stood. A, zero. I kind of had a tear in my eye, but I mean, no. I mean I'm going to get over it. I'll hang out with you guys. But friends? Friends. We're not friends. Colleague. Wow. Co-worker. Don't worry about it, buddy. That's all right. We'll be all That's right. one less cameo customer for you, Darren. <laughs> I think you've just slayed the dragon on the friends list there. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't pay your friends. I wouldn't charge my friends for a cameo. But I charge you guys all day long. Let's take a break uh, when we continue. Uh, the very latest between <laughs> Nashville and the Pittsburgh Penguins, plus a lot more coming up uh, from San Jose ahead of the Sharks against the Vegas Golden Knights, including uh, a comment or two from Bruce Cassidy ahead of this game in which the Golden Knights can potentially know that they've clinched a playoff spot or if they don't have that in their back pocket going in, he can clinch a playoff spot with a victory. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hello, friends. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. So we had a uh, big, long conversation with Bruce Kusick during the commercial break. When we continue in hour number two, I'll tell you the one question Chapman had for Bruce. One important question, and this will not surprise you when you hear the question at how out there it was. Think of all the questions you could ask, ask Bruce, and this is the one that Chapman came up with. Uh, some information and then an analysis of that. Plus, the Golden Knights against the San Jose Sharks. Clinching scenarios updated as we continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us. Will gets the puck for Carrier. He gets stripped. Taps the loose puck for Kessel. He scores! Kessel from below the goal line. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith. In the Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. 
Sticks down. Let's drop the puck. Hour number two is underway. If you're confused, let me explain it. Because it's a 7.30 start in San Jose tonight. We push back the beginning of the VGK Insider Show to 5 o'clock. And we go right up until the start of the VGK pregame show, mm. which happens an hour before face-off. So we're actually going beyond 6 o'clock. It's a rarity. Uh, we started late, but we're going longer. And we end up actually doing 30 minutes less. Does that not make it clear as mud? as to what we're doing right now. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, uh, Darren Millard in SAP uh, in uh, San Jose at the arena where the Golden Knights have the opportunity to beat the San Jose Sharks for a ninth straight time. Boy, they uh, get it done here in this rink. And Ryan Wallace uh, back in Las Vegas. Where are you right now? I'm hanging out Parkway Tavern, Flamingo and 215. 24-hour uh, gaming. 250 beers, like, come on, cut, get down here. What, what are you doing? I'll be here all night, pregame, intermission, postgame show. Uh, I'm sure I'll have something to give away. I don't know exactly what it is yet because uh, that hasn't showed up yet, but I imagine we'll have something to give away. So you come on down here, say hello, watch the game among friends, and watch a playoff-bound Golden Knights team, if I do say so myself. I'm looking at Dave Gosher and Shane Nighty unpack there crap in the TV booth. Oh. It's, it's right beside me. There's no, there's no real sound insulation between booths here. Mm -hmm. They're just doing their... Oh, no. That's, uh, I agree. Why does it bother you so much? Nothing. I'm, I was trying to get Gosher to say something wrong and tell him we're live on the air and then have oh. him be worried about what he said. Uh, he's too much of a pro. <laughs> oh, he he's, just told me that I'm number one. That's it. He's dealt um, with uh, you on the road too much. He, here's the clinching situation. Is, and, and is Bruce still there? I want to make sure that uh, yes, he's yes, he's okay. here. Uh, hold on, Bruce. We'll get to you in a second. Uh, the clinching situation for the Vegas Golden Knights tonight, Ryan, remind everybody. Okay, if the Predators lose to the Penguins in regulation, then the Golden Knights are in. If the Golden Knights beat the Sharks in any fashion, so say the Predators find a way to win, the Golden Knights, all they got to do is beat the Sharks in any fashion. In regulation, an overtime shootout, doesn't matter. If you win, you're in. Uh, and then there is a scenario if the Golden Knights only pick up a point tonight against the San Jose Sharks, any result in the Predators-Penguins other than a Predators regulation win would punch the ticket for the Golden Knights. I like the way you explain that because I'm going to come on and make it even clearer. The Nashville Predators losing to the Pittsburgh Penguins right now, one nothing in the third period. If that score holds true or that result is the finishing decision in Pittsburgh, the Vegas Golden Knights will be into the Stanley Cup playoffs before they even start this game. That would be fun, wouldn't it? To be able to go out there knowing that you've already clinched before you even go to work. Now, the race in the Western Conference is still affected by tonight's game, and it's still uh, vitally important. But uh, to be able to shake hands and say congratulations, you're back in the dance, is awesome. Uh, we'll continue to keep you up to date uh, through this next half hour and then into the VGK uh, a pregame show with Ryan Wallace uh, from San Jose and from uh, Parkway Tavern. And uh, let's get to Bruce now. now. Bruce Cusick is the PA announcer at uh, VGK Games at the Fortress. Uh, he's, for some reason, stopped by the radio station today and just barged his way into the program. Uh, we, Actually, we I was just here Bruce. visiting my friend Chris Chapman. So, so he's visiting Chris Chapman. And <laughs> Chapman, 
has this very important question of Bruce because I was talking to him about different scenarios that play out when he's the PA announcer and different order of goals and assists and uh, and penalties and stuff uh, that happens in crazy games like the Edmonton-Vegas game on Saturday night. Then Chapman takes it during the commercial break and tries to one-up me with the most interesting, intriguing question for the PA announcer. Remember, we've got goals. We've got uh, uh, big-time... Uh, Sponsorship uh, penalties, stuff. important uh, sponsorships, and Chapman wants comes together with this important question, and I wanted the people to be able to hear it from Chapman to Bruce himself, and then the answer. Well, you know, I asked the hard hitting, groundbreaking, yes. important stuff. So, it's a good question, Chapman. So, my my question, and I'll, and I'll pretend that I didn't ask Bruce. I'll just pretend like I'm going to ask without him knowing what it is. So, is it <laughs> awkward when you have to announce that people get tacos when they? The Golden Knights lose a period, or if it's at the end of the third period in the game that they've lost. And what was my answer? <laughs> no, I don't remember. <laughs> Darren, Darren kind of distracted me when. when <laughs> Darren, what was the answer? What was the answer? <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't remember. So the Golden Knights, if they score two goals in the same period, at home. Tacos. Everybody in the rink gets tacos. Correct. And Bruce comes on and says, "I've got a special announcement." Ladies and uh, gentlemen. I have a very important special announcement to make. And I want you to stop what you're doing right now and listen. And then I go, tacos. And everybody yeah. in the rink yells, tacos. tacos. And the guy with the taco flag dances and the people. Well, you, you don't really know whether the, everybody in the rink yells tacos because you had, had to ask us. Yeah, if we I can had hear to it. ask you guys. They do. Yeah, yeah they we do. can hear you. So, so Chapman asked the question and doesn't remember the answer. <laughs> Well, I knew never mind gonna, the fact yes. that it's one of the weirder questions that you could no, ever be asked. It's a weird question. And, 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 question. Come it's on. It's a good question. Well, okay. Let's let's let, let me just You know dig what a I love about here. this? You guys give each other such a hard time. It's like your best friends. <laughs> no, no, I, no, no, I, no, I, no, they're no, not no, part no, of my no. friend group. <laughs> yeah. No, no. He's adamant about that. <laughs> Believe Bruce, me. Bruce, how many times at We're the end okay of a period have you had to announce tacos or how many times at the end of a game have you had to announce tacos when the uh, when the Golden Knights didn't win? Never, because you never announced it at the end of a period, and you never announced well, it at did. the end of the, the game. Other night, he, 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 he announced, announced it, it during 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 the game in the uh, first intermission. The we, other night, well, the, there I mean, there have been it was times. A less there than a minute times. left of the yeah, first well, it was period. in the intermission. It, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. There have been times where Bruce has has had to announce tacos either right at the end of a period or in intermission because there was a goal that happened with less than a minute in that period. So it doesn't do it during an intermission because it loses the effect because uh, people are out getting their, their cold beers and, and, and having some fun. Well, how else would you get your beers? Cold beers. Uh, the, the As opposed idea, to? Though, that, that Chapman, well, in, in England, they drink them warm. Yeah. Well, we're Room not in England, are yeah. we? So, Bruce. Yes. How many times have you been asked that question that Chapman just gave you? I think that was a first. Good. Thank yeah. you very much. Good. That One of a kind. Yep. One of a kind. Chris yep. Chapman. That, that means I asked the stuff that nobody else is willing to oh, ask. Oh, man, I'm proud to call you a friend, Chappie. <laughs> I'm proud to call you a friend, Ryan. Yep. Darren, colleague. Water down your friend list. Bruce, friend. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys like make it sound like you're bugging me. See, that's, no, I, that's I, an I would, opportunity I would not for me. ask Ryan and Bruce to help me move. I would ask Darren. And yeah. you know what you get from that? <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> I haven't helped somebody move. The last time I helped somebody move. It's not because you're not friends with them. Was the 90s, maybe. 
when he, or it might have been the eighties <laughs> when, when he had his but maybe Seagulls haircut. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe the nineties. Press release at the station in Brandon. <laughs> if you help people, if you help people move, then you're a sucker. Everybody, he was as he was cruising down the strip in Saskatoon or yeah, wherever it was he was. With yeah, Katie you got Derek here until midnight tonight. It's thirty-two oh. degrees Celsius, eh? Eighth, eighth, eighth Street, Eighth Street in Saskatoon. There you go. You didn't know that, did you? No, we're up Broad- against the wall here. Broadway oh, Street in, uh, in Yorkton. Oh. Yeah. Yorkton. Where is Yorkton? I know you didn't even have the you didn't even have the town right. Close the listen, city it's, right. It's, it's close you, enough. You didn't even have it right. How many cities could there possibly be in Saskatchewan? In Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. How oh, many, uh, okay. Okay, drama. Yeah. What's the? Uh, <laughs> Don't what's trade the po- so much drama. What's the population for a city? What's the population Let, requirement? Let's just, let's just throw out 100,000. Oh. Well, no, it's, no, it's got to be like legitimate. How big like is Saskatoon? How big is, is Saskatoon? Uh, Saskatoon is probably s- five, 500, maybe. In, in Canadian? In Cana- well, population uh, is the same. In, okay. Population, okay. Currency you, you is need, different. You need, you need at least 50,000 inhabit- inhabitants to be a city. Then there's two in. <laughs> That's uh, it. I don't know whether Swift. I don't think Swift Current's uh, big enough. So probably two. Saskatoon. Oh, PA. PA would be in there. Prince Swift Albert, Current has sixteen thousand people. Yeah. No. No. Swift Current's not even in the top five, I believe. York so it looks like S- Saskatoon two hundred seventy thousand. Regina oh, so two hundred thousand. Moose Jaw thirty four thousand. Yeah. Not a city. Prince Albert thirty eight thousand. No. Yeah. Not a city. Uh. What do you think of uh, Bruce? You're dismissed, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I would just gonna hang around here and talk to my friends. Good. <laughs> Be a well. It's a bigger group than I have. Uh, <laughs> Lauren Brassois goes tonight. Uh, it looks by the line rushes tonight. Paul Cotter's gonna draw in mm-hmm. uh, for for the Vegas Golden Knights, mm-hmm. and he's going to skate on that line with uh, with William Carlson. And Pavel Dorofiev. So an, an opportunity to get Cotter in. Uh, and Teddy Bluger, because he's a center iceman, center iceman only, uh, does not uh, translate to, to the wing. Hasn't spent a lot of time uh, playing outside the, the dot. Uh, he comes out with Nick Waugh returning to that fourth line. So some, uh, some lineup news from Vegas Golden Knights ahead of this one. Yeah, it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see Paul Cotter kind of in the lineup, I, I think. You know, the word that comes to mind when you're thinking about Paul Cotter's energy, right? And for, you know, a Golden Knights team that, you know, as, as Bruce Cassidy mentioned yesterday, maybe didn't have the energy throughout the night against the Edmonton Oilers. You inject a guy that, that does something on every single shift the way Paul Cotter does, whether it's give a hit, receive a hit, score a big goal. I, I, I like the idea of putting Paul Cotter into the lineup and trying to inject something for Vegas. And you don't keep him out too long. Yeah, he's been, he's been uh, out the last three games. I think that's an important uh, factor too, as they will do a bit of this down the stretch. Now uh, against Edmonton, you didn't see that situation. Against Minnesota, we'll see how it goes tonight uh, with the, with the production uh, of, of the Vegas Golden Knights and, and scoring goals. But you've got uh, a home and home against a, a pretty. Uh, grooving opponent uh, in the Minnesota Wild. We'll see how much roster shuffling they do against teams that are right in the mix and against teams like San Jose tonight, which uh, only has 20 wins on the season. Yeah, I, 
you know, for, for me, I think that you, you want to try to get as many guys into the lineup as possible. I think that, you know, the, the point on Paul Cotter not having him sit too long, trying to kind of rotate in, utilize the healthy bodies that you have, I think that that's important for Vegas down the stretch. Once you've clinched, now you kind of turn your attention, right, to to where you're going to ultimately finish. How, how can you improve your seating? You can't get much better than where the Golden Knights are right now. But you've got you've to find a way to kind of bring that home, finish first in the division, first in the conference, all of that still on the line. Now, I, I do think that, you know, if you've got some guys that, that, are, that need a night or need a day or whatever it is, I, I, can, I, can, I can understand maybe looking at uh, load management, for lack of a yeah, better term. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I think that that comes not necessarily in, in the aftermath of clinching. I think it comes maybe after you get through a couple of games against the Minnesota Wild. Like, I truly believe you, you're going to put best, best options on the ice against Minnesota. That's home and home. That's a, a potential playoff opponent. I, I think you've got to try to find a way to, to send a message there. But once you're beyond that game, I think load management can become a thing. You think, you think that's message-type territory? I, to a degree, yeah, I, I think it is. I, I think that that's a that's a team that you're not all like you might. See I don't them factor in the it that way just because it's a it's a, in the central division. It'd be a third round opponent by by the time you get there. There's so many different storylines that are gonna, it'll be so in the past. But but maybe I'm I'm uh, wrong on that. I, I think that you you first of all you've only played the Minnesota Wild once this year, right? And the the, the two times you're going to see them, the final two times you're going to see them is a lead-in into the playoffs. I, I think that you've got to show well against them. I, I really do, especially a team that's going as well as they are. And if you are hoping, aiming to win the conference, those two games are hugely important. That I agree with, yeah. So in, in that regard, like message sending, whatever you want to call it, finishing first, utilizing those two games to, to drive a wedge between you and the Minnesota Wild, I, I think all of those things factor into to maybe the Golden Knights not looking at anything in terms of load management until after you get done with the home-and-home home set against Minnesota. You do have this push-pull thing happening tonight with the Vegas Golden Knights. The opportunity to clinch a berth to get back into the Stanley Cup playoffs after a one-year absence and the enjoyment and the celebration that goes along with that. But really, the job only starts because of the urgency to try and nail down a home ice position in the Pacific Division and hopefully a top spot in the Western Conference still on the line. It's not like anything becomes less important or less valuable even if the Golden Knights know that they've accomplished the first goal before the drop of the puck tonight. Yeah, it's, it's, it shouldn't change the mindset, right? And it shouldn't change the importance of this game for Vegas. As, as much as you look at it, this game means more to Vegas than it does San Jose. It just does. Plain and simple. The Golden Knights are playing for something. They're playing for seeding. They're playing for top spot in the Pacific Division in the Western Conference. And you know, regardless of what happens, regardless of whether or not they clinch before they even get on the ice, uh, you, you can't get too high about that because you've got a job to do. Got to go out, get two points, and maintain your spot atop the division in the conference. I'm expecting big things from Phil Kessel tonight. Yeah. You know why? Well, because he does really well at SAP Center. So what's he done well here? Well, he's set an Ironman record, scored yeah. a goal. You know what That's else he good. did here? What else did he do? He won a Stanley Cup there. Exactly. Yeah. There's some good vibes from Phil Kessel in this building mm -hmm. between a championship 
and establishing the NHL's most consecutive games played record, which he will establish again tonight. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. Every game he plays, sure. he sets a new record yep. for most consecutive games played in the National Hockey League. And, you guys, he's in his best stretch as a Golden Knight right now with points mm -hmm. in, in five straight. Yeah. No, he's, he's been fantastic for Vegas. I, I've loved the way Phil Kessel has played and elevated his game over the last four or five, six games. We have an update from Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen. The Golden Knights a little bit closer to officially clinching a berth in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Seven minutes to go in the third period. The Nashville Predators are now down 2-0 to the Pittsburgh Penguins. If Nashville falls in regulation, the mm -hmm. Golden Knights will officially be in to the group of 16 with a playoff berth in the National Hockey League postseason. So uh, big news there uh, coming in from, from Pittsburgh. Jason Zucker and Jake Gensel now yep. uh, with goals for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So things happening here. Uh, it could be a night of celebration uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yes, 2-0. Uh, Pittsburgh over the National Predators. About six minutes left in the game now. So, um, you know, we won't know before we get off the air here, but we should have a pretty clear idea once it's time for me to start taking over the pregame show. What, what, what time are we off the air here? Because we could just extend it, can't we? Six, 6.25. Do you not have the ability to just keep us on the air? No. Until it becomes official? No. Live a little. No. Look the rules in the face and say, All right, I'm doing ask, this ask, because it's a big-time night. Ask Chapman. No, I'm hitting the music in about three minutes and 50 seconds. <laughs> you guys. It's not you know how what? it if, works, Darren. Come if on. If you guys were friends, but we're I not. cut you. You made that abundantly I can't clear. Even, I can't so, even yeah. cut you now yeah, because well, I, I, I made it. You uh, did oh, it's favorite. the beauty of not being your friend. Yeah. I can't even do that. Uh, Vegas has won seven straight on the road. A mm -hmm. couple of stats uh, to give you uh, tonight. They win in a place that they have all kinds of success in. 10-0-2. Never lost in regulation here at the Shark Tank SAP Center. And if they if they win tonight, it's a new VGK mark for most consecutive road wins. As uh, I know they, they stumbled against Edmonton the other day, but a Pacific Division opponent that they, they could rack up another win, another road victory. And Vegas... It would be their 25th road win of the year. 25 yeah. on the road, which is a new franchise mark. San Jose, 20 wins total on the year. A <laughs> little bit of perspective. <laughs> uh, and and that's, that's not a knock on San Jose. We know they're going through a yeah. rebuilding process. I, yeah. I think they would have expected a, a few more victories this year. But, boy, uh, when, when you consider the disappointment of just not making the postseason last year because of the injury riddle campaign, uh, it gives uh, more excellence. And if Vegas wins tonight, here's another cool fact. Second time ever the Golden Knights will reach the 100-point mark in a National Hockey League season. So a lot revolving around this, this game that the Golden Knights could know that they're officially in before the puck even drops. Yeah, it's it's a it, it could be and is shaping up to be an incredibly important and, and a very big night for the Vegas Golden Knights, especially in the context of what they went through last year. If you're able to bounce back after missing the playoffs for the first time, and you not only 
make your way back to the playoffs, but you clinch with eight games left, and you're now starting to turn your attention to seeding, winning the division, winning the conference, it, it gives you just an idea of how good this group is and how well uh, they've played all season long. Should also mention that Ben Hutton is going to go in tonight. Uh, Shea Theodore not on the trip. Uh, he is out day to day. So Ben Hutton uh, goes in and the uh, tandems are going to be moved around a little bit. But uh, Hutton uh, looks like he's going to skate with Alex Petrangelo. And uh, then we'll watch pregame warm-up to see where everybody else uh, shakes out uh, with, the, with the tandems tonight. But uh, that's, uh, that's uh, a bit of a, a storyline as well. The, a lot's been made about how great Vegas is with their top six defensemen mm -hmm. because it's incredible. It's like basically Boston Bruin-esque the way that, uh, that they have a points percentage. But what they did with Ben Hutton the other night going in for Alec Martinez in Edmonton and picking up that win, I think that gives, uh, gives them a, a little more confidence going into uh, what, which you rarely go through a, a playoff run. We talk about goaltenders being uh, fragile. Mm -hmm. uh, you're you're going to have to make some changes through the Stanley Cup playoffs and, uh, and good rep uh, for Ben Hutton tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you, you want Ben Hutton to be a player that's sharp for you too, and that's one of the things we, you know, we just talked about with Paul Cotter. You're, you're looking for pockets. You're looking for ways to kind of get guys into the lineup, and you know, I'm not really sure what Shea's kind of working through. Obviously, it, it's keeping him out of the lineup, but you know, I, I don't know that that's necessarily the worst thing in the world because it's it's a little less wear and tear down the stretch for Shea Theodore if, he, if he's out of the lineup. You want him in absolutely based on how well this team has played with all six of their defensemen. But you know what? You get Ben Hutton a little bit of uh, some reps. You, you see Nick Hague in a little bit of a different spot, and it gives you data points for later on in the playoffs. Uh, we have tickets to give away tomorrow. We're going to push that back. Yeah. One day. We also have the Michael E. Minden Jewelers at Fashion Show Mall Hockey Parlay Contest coming up tomorrow. We have back-to-back -back winners in that. $100 on the line tomorrow night. Uh, we'll give you three games. You pick the winners, and uh, you are $100 richer. And it is trending towards the Golden Knights clinching a playoff berth. Before they even get on the ice tonight, uh, Ryan Wallace has the very latest on the VGK pregame show uh, up next as the Pittsburgh Penguins currently lead the Nashville Predators by a pair in the back five minutes, last five minutes to go in that one in Pittsburgh. Uh, the VGK Insider Show gives way to the VGK pregame show from San Jose and Vegas on Fox Sports Las Vegas.